0: Now is the time we bring you the virtual stage of our 11th Achieving Optimal Health Conference at Georgetown University. To experience this talk with all the videos, slides, and graphics, head over to the BBNR website where you can enjoy the entire day of archives of nine incredible speakers for just $29. Go to BBRConsulting.us and click on Store. One more time, visit our store at bbrconsulting.us. Thanks for staying curious and for living your best life with us. People are yearning for information, having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to be able to say we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for everyone.
1: Greetings and welcome, welcome. I'm so honored to be with you today, to have this time to share and life and living. And just so that we can connect from wherever we are, let's just slow down for a moment. I invite you to just allow your eyelids to close. I promise you, I will still be gorgeous when you open them up again. And just connect to this right
2: now moment by focusing in on your breath. Breathing in, and out. Just allow your mind to settle, your body to settle. Breathing in, breathing out. And let's just set an intention to be together, to be connected, to hold each other, in the gentle space of the breath, breathing in, breathing out. And we give thanks for this right now moment. We give thanks for every moment that has brought us to this right now.
1: And as we breathe together, connect together, and hold one another gently, We know that the best of who we are is unfolding. And I can hardly wait to see the good that's going to come out of our connection.
2: Breathing in, breathing out.
1: And whenever you're ready, you may reopen your eyelids. Many years ago, I stopped saying close your eyes. I want people to close their eyelids, but I want your eyes to be wide open at all times so that you can see not only what you need to see, but also what's coming at you, what's coming for you, and hopefully what's coming through you. Welcome to this space, this time. I want to speak to you today about something that many of us are challenged with in this moment when we look around the crazy world, when we see what's going on when we hear what's going on, I mean, it's enough to really uh, turn your hair gray. I had to put some blonde in my hair because my hair was starting to turn gray and I don't do gray well. (laughs) But there's so much going on. If you think about it, if you hold it, if you look at it, if it comes at you, it really will turn your hair gray. And we, we don't mind gray hair, but that's not our goal at this point in life. So when I was getting ready for today to be with you, I went to a very favorite book of mine. It's called The Way of Mastering, The Way of the Heart, The Way of Transformation, The Way of Knowing. And I just opened it and I said, okay, what do we need? What do we need today to just take us to the next place or point of living? And this is what I got. Call for assistance to dissolve fears. It's on page 150. And this is what it said it says, Rest assured, you are not alone. In any moment, you need only call, I am with you, and I do not come alone. For some of you, then, we would highly suggest that in those moments when you feel like you need a little help, when fear seems to be coming up, but you know you must go ahead, whatever it be, whatever you think you are fearing, simply say to yourself, legions of angels and masters and friends whose number is infinite beyond comprehension, you who are sent directly from the Creator to assist me over the ditch, come now, because I declare it, and I receive it, and so it is. That was very comforting to me, and it led me to this thought, it's up to me now. (laughs) It's up to me now, yes. There's a lot going on in the world, and and a lot that we have to contend with. But what I want us to consider is we signed up for it. We knew that at this time in the universe, there was going to be something exciting going on and we did not want to miss the party. So we signed up for this, to be here at this time, wherever you are doing whatever it is that you're doing. And the universe, the creator, the Holy Spirit of life has sent angels, friends, Too numerous to to count or mention, to support us and assist us through whatever it is that we're facing, what they call the ditch. So it's up to me now. It's up to you now. It's up to us now to decide, to choose how we're going to manage everything that we signed up for. Take a breath. I remember when my first marriage Yeah, I've had a couple. (laughs) I remember when my first marriage was falling apart. It would have been helpful for me to remember this. It's up to me now. I signed up for this. I have to help. There's universal help. There's angelical, angelical help. There's spiritual help. When I signed up, for, I didn't remember this. So instead, I blamed him. It was all his fault. You know it's always their fault, right? Because I am the most wonderfulness of the wonderfulness. And anybody should have just considered themselves blessed and fortunate to spend time, space, loving and living with me. And if they can't do it, it's because they got a problem, not because I got a problem. Well, we do know that over the years, that faulty thinking has a way of disappearing and disintegrating when you see yourself. When you see yourself. When you see how you're reacting to people, when you see how you're reacting to circumstances and situations, there comes a moment when you just have to tell yourself the truth. Oh my goodness, this is, this is me. <laughs> and when you recognize it's you, it's up to you to make the shifts, the changes, the transformations within yourself so that we'll be, you'll be able to deal with whatever is going on outside, it's up to me now. Well, where do I start? Where do I start? If it's up to me to transform, to create, to choose, to decide how I'm going to deal with whatever is going on in the world, in my environment, in my community, in my home, if it's up to me, where do I begin? I've got three things, four things actually, that I want to talk to you about. Since it's up to you, I want to make sure you have some tools to work with so that when stuff starts going crazy and your wonderfulness begins to wane, you know where to start. Number one, master yourself. Number two, master joy. Number three, master peace. And number four, master love. It's up to you. It is up to you to master yourself. Your thinking, your feeling, your behavior, it's up to you. It's up to you now. The angels and the friends and the universe can't help you if you don't master yourself. And it's not easy. It is absolutely not easy. You know, I learned a long time ago that as a spiritual person, It's very, very easy for me to be spiritual and holy and and wonderful when I'm by myself. (laughs) But when I'm in a group or a relationship, oh, if you want to see how spiritual you are, get in a relationship with a partner that you absolutely love and you think it's marvelous and wonderful and you're all going to spend the rest of your life again until you have your dinner and they smack when they chew. Oh, your spirituality goes right out the window or when they leave their dirty, whatever, laying around. Oh, your your spiritual concept of life and love fly right out the window and forever came today. <laughs> Master yourself. First, your thinking. What are we really thinking about what's going on in the world? Whether it's the pandemic or the vaccine or the political uh, um Upheaval, I don't I don't even have a word for what's going on politically. I just, I don't even have a word for it. So I just say that stuff. The political wonderfulness, okay? <laughs> what is your thinking? I always fall into the teachings of another wonderful book that I've studied for many years called The Course in Miracles. And one of the lessons in The Course in Miracles says, I am not a victim of the world I see. I am not a victim of the world I see. So if you want to master yourself, the first thing you must understand is you are not a victim of the world that you see. You are not a victim of the experiences that you're going through. You're not a victim of what's going on around you. The thing is to master your thinking, not to have magical thinking or fantasy thinking, but to master your thinking so that whatever is going on, you get your lesson, you get your opportunity to grow, you get your opportunity to heal because it's up to you now. And thinking fearful thoughts or thinking victim thoughts or thinking hateful, ugly, unkind, unloving thoughts about yourself or anybody else, it is not gonna turn out well for you because your thinking is powerful. Master yourself requires mastering your thinking, what you allow in, and what you do with what comes in. Taking it in, digesting it, assimilating it, and then using it in a way that's supportive for you. And one of the things that I've learned to do, that no matter what is going on, I always say, yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you whatever it is, because you know, sometimes unidentified flying objects will come into your life and hit you and send you into a stream of hurtful, harmful, negative, fearful, victimizing thoughts. So I've trained my mind that no matter what it is, yes, thank you. And then I say, what's my lesson? What's my learning? What's my opportunity? What's my possibility? And that's where I focus my thoughts because I know it's up to me to determine how I get through whatever I'm going through. Master yourself also requires that you master your feelings. Feelings are so important. Emotions, the energy that moves us. And right now, as we look about what's going on in the world and what so many of us have experienced, in this past 2 years i'll just say 2 years in the past 2 years what we've experienced it's very easy to fall into the rut of just feeling beat up feeling let down feeling afraid feeling alone feeling the feeling whatever but we have to remember that feelings are energy the energy that moves us emotions the energy that creates movement And if we don't master our feelings, they will master us. You know, I I was looking at, listening to something the other day, and I heard somebody say something. And they said, a green light at the Red Sea. (laughs) Red Sea representing an obstacle, a challenge, a difficulty so many of us are facing today. But you can get a green light at a red sea if you master what you're feeling. So here's my secret. This is what I've learned to do. In addition to saying yes, thank you, so that I stop my thoughts in their tracks and I can master what it is that I'm thinking. When my feelings start, when my feelings come up, the first thing I say is, okay, show me the love. (laughs) Where is the love in this? what do i need to do to love myself and what do i need to do to show love to whomever or whatever is coming up so i just i just look for something good in whatever it is and i know so many of us have had losses losses of loved ones losses of situations circumstances experiences i know i know during the uh, first stage days of the pandemic, when everybody was hoarding the toilet paper, I I didn't have no toilet paper because I hadn't been home. I had been out of state working and I had my two little rolls and I thought I was going to go to uh, the the Walmart and get some. I do love the Walmart and they have the Scott Extra Soft. You can get them 18 rolls for 24. So I go there frequently, but I didn't have no toilet paper and neither did any of the six supermarkets around me. And I was afraid. I was afraid (laughs) that I was going to be locked in my house with no toilet paper. So I said, okay, instead of being afraid, let me find the love in this. Let me find the love. So this is what I did. I got on the phone and I called my dearest and closest companions and I said, do you love me? And they said, absolutely. I said, would well, you send me a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and I made it through the pandemic, had all the toilet paper that I needed. Now, I, I will never be caught in that situation again. Because <laughs> I've been to Walmart and Sam's Club and Costco and In Place else. Okay. But it's up to me now. At the beginning of this Red Sea situation called the pandemic shutdown, to find the green light, to find the green light so that I get to master my feelings and master my thoughts. It's up to me now. Mastering yourself means mastering what you do and how you do it. What you do and how you do it. And one of the things that I think it's so important for us to master in order for us to master ourselves is to master the distinction between a response and a reaction. A response and a reaction. Now, a reaction happens When an unidentified flying object, and that could be an experience, a situation, sometimes a person, or even a flying object of any kind comes in, like a a bee or a wasp or a fly, or when you're eating and you're in the park and having your sandwich that you just picked up from the the, uh, sub shop, and a fly comes by and you get to wondering, did it go in with the sandwich bite that you just took? Okay, now you can respond or you can react. A reaction would be to jump up, scream, forget that the other half of the sandwich is in your lap so it falls on the floor and your drink falls over and you spit out what you have in your mouth, do it, do it, do it, and now you have no lunch at all. That's a reaction. (laughs) Or a response, if you really do think that the fly went in with the first bite and it's in your mouth, you say, yes. Thank you. Now, let me find the love in this. If I am chewing on a fly, it's protein. <laughs> and my body loves protein. <laughs> all right. <laughs> because it's up to me to master how I respond to any situation or circumstance or person at all. There's another little trick that I've learned. One of the things that I've discovered since our uh, pandemic shutdown and people being locked up with no toilet paper or using paper towels or whatever they had to do, is now they're out in the street driving like pure wackadoodles. A wackadoodle. (laughs) I have seen many of them on the road. Either they're speeding along and cutting in front of you and there's only six inches between you and the car in front of you. Or they're driving, you know, like they are paying homage to the speed limit in some dark, dusty place where the speed limit is 25 miles an hour. Or they're not paying attention. They're on their phone, they're texting, they're doing whatever, they're all over the road. People are are driving like pure wackadoodles. So I make sure that I pay close attention. And instead of reacting like my Brooklyn self wants to react when someone cuts me down or when someone's driving slow and I'm trying to get somewhere that I should have been 15 minutes ago, you know what I do? I make up a story about them. I said, oh my goodness, poor thing. They must be rushing off to serve a sick family member. Let me drop back and let them go because it's up to me. Oh, when they're driving too slow and I'm afraid I'm going to be late, I say, oh, poor thing. They must have lost their glasses. And so they can't really manage and navigate this traffic. Let me switch lanes and get as far away from them as possible since their vision is obviously off. That's why they're driving so slow. Because it's up to me to determine how I respond to any situation that comes into my life and experience. So if I want to master myself, my thinking, my feeling, and mastering the distinction between a behavior and a response, between a reaction and a response, mastering self. That's number one. It's up to me. So that means that I have to master my joy. You know, joy is such a fleeting thing for most people because we always think that joy is coming to us as opposed to through us. Joy doesn't come to you. Joy comes through you. And it comes to through you as a as a response to what it is that you desire, what it is that you have created, that soft place within you. But it's so amazing to me that so many people have no idea what brings them joy. And if you want to master joy, you have to become familiar with it. What is it that brings you pure laughing, throw your head back, just throw your cares to the wind joy? I know what it is for me. It is law and order. (laughs) Law
2: and order brings me joy. (laughs)
1: Now, I had an experience maybe about four months ago because Law & Order used to come on Sundays from noon until 1 a.m., okay? That is 13 hours of pure joy. So when I wasn't working, my Sunday would be set up, okay? I would do everything that I had to do early in the morning. I'd make my coffee. And then I would do one of two things. I'd put law and order on in the laundry room as I iron my pillowcases because creased pillowcases bring me joy. And it doesn't matter that I'm an internationally recognized author and talk show host and all of these wonderful things. Brawless in the laundry room, ironing pillowcases with law and order on the screen brings me joy. So I would set my Sunday up, and that's what I would do until about four months ago, when without notice with um a uh, uh, four um what's the word use your words Yama. without any notice whatsoever, okay, listen at my age, the words just escape me, they start running around in my head. I can't find them anyway, I put on my television. At 12 o'clock, I was totally set up in the laundry room to see my law and order. Because sometimes I iron, sometimes I quilt, because I do both. But this was an ironing Sunday. There was no law and order. Somebody, without sending me as much as an email or a text, took law and order off on Sunday and put on NCIS. I tell you, I was about to have a reaction because someone was stealing my joy. No, no, mm-mm. <sighs> Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Let me find the love in this. Let me find the love. Law and order isn't on this week. So that means I am not going to iron. I am going to quilt because the truth is when I'm quilting, my back is to the TV. And since quilting brings me joy, I went and did that, because that's what brings me joy. Find what brings you joy. And it doesn't matter how simple it is. It doesn't matter how often you get to do it. Sometimes just thinking about law and order, or sewing on my sewing machine, putting together those little pieces of whatever I'm putting together to make a quilt. There's a quilt in your future if you're in my life. Because the truth of the matter is, the real joy for me is not cutting the quilts or sewing them, it's buying quilting fabric. (laughs) And I can do that all the time. My point is this, beloved. What brings you joy? What brings you? joy. If you want to master yourself, and if you want to master joy in your life, you've got to be very specific about it and make sure that what brings you joy is only dependent on you. I mean, my grandchildren bring me joy. Not on Sundays they don't. (laughs) But my grandchildren bring me joy. But that's dependent upon their family schedule. It's dependent on my family schedule. And now that my grandchildren are older, it depends on their schedule. Find what brings you joy. Does chocolate bring you joy? Yes. Do chips bring you joy? Yes. Sometimes you don't have to eat them. Just have them in the house and look at them. Cheap thrills. What brings you joy? master? your source of joy, which would really be you. Let's talk about this, because I think that this is the one that escapes everybody. And since it's up to us, since it's up to you, it's up to me, it's up to us to master ourselves so that the angels and the universal forces of light and good can be there for us, so that we know what to ask them for. Let's think about this one. Masterpiece. Ooh,
2: baby. Mm. Masterpiece.
1: What do you need to do to masterpiece within yourself, within your life, within your environment? If you want to master your world, You must master peace. And peace doesn't mean just silence or stillness. Peace also means that you get a handle on your reactions. It means that you get a handle on your opinions. It means that you get a handle on your judgments. It means that you get a handle on that inner critic and that inner judge. And it means that you get a handle on the way you judge and criticize other people. Mastering peace means that you know how to take a breath and still and calm yourself because your peace is up to you. And it's not easy. But what I've learned over the years about mastering peace is that it all starts with my daily spiritual practice. My daily spiritual practice. How I approach my day from a spiritual perspective, my prayer, my meditation, my affirmation, what I'm reading, that's how I know about the way to master it. Because I've learned the way of my heart, not the way of my degrees, not the way of my bank account, not the way of my relationship, if it's going good or not. I've learned the way of my heart. And the way of my heart is to have a spiritual connection with myself and that which is higher, greater, grander than me. A a connection. The way of my heart is to be connected to those that I love and care about. So I start my day in a peaceful, loving way. And I project those thoughts out into the day. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't meet wonderfulness when I'm driving, but I breathe, I remember the love, and I go into my heart, mastering peace. You know, we live in a time in, where everything is about energy, it's all about energy. Everything is energy, and energy, once created, can never be destroyed, but it can be transformed. So to master ourselves, to master our joy, to master our peace, we must become more and more conscious about the energy that's around us, the energy that we bring into the room, the energy that we anticipate, the energy that we intend to experience. Mastering peace means you must be intentional, which is why I start with my daily spiritual practice. And I set my intention for how I want to engage the day. And last week, last week, I had a very wonderful experience. I had to travel uh, and I I drove myself because one of the ways that I masterpiece is to drive alone for hours in the silence, no radio, and just listen, listen to myself, listen to my breath. And yes, I do talk to myself quite frequently. You can get away with it today because people think you're on a headset. And I just have a full out conversation with myself in the car, discussing many things. But on this particular day, I was driving back from New York and I had to be back here uh, to go to an event. And I left New York. It's a five hour, four and a half, five hour drive for me. I attempted to leave New York at 11 o'clock in the morning, which means I would have should have been home by 11, 3 o'clock, which would have given me more than enough time to get to where I was supposed to be at 5.30. Well, little did I know that all of the UN delegates were in town. Yep, they were driving like wonderfulness (laughs) all over the city everywhere, tying up traffic, but I had done my spiritual practice, and I said, okay, in my brilliance, I'm not going to go out through the tunnel, A, because it's closed, and B, because I'd have to drive to New York through the city. I'm going to go out through Brooklyn, through the Verrazano Tunnel. Well, I'll save the Verrazano Bridge, so I'll save you a a, a A long story and simply say it took me three and a half hours to get out of New York, which put me three and a half hours behind my schedule, which means instead of getting here at 3.30 to get where I needed to be, I was going to get here at 6.30. And that probably would have happened had there not been terrestrial rains. So life is so wonderful. It's given me opportunities to practice all of my mastering skills. So first of all, I got to master myself and not have a total freak out meltdown because of the traffic and the wonderfulness of the drivers to master my thinking about what are people going to think about me when I'm an hour and a half late to where I need to be to master my feelings because I have to say I'm a Virgo and I'm perfectionist. And I like to do everything the right way to master my behavior, which means I'm not going to get in my car and drive at 92 miles an hour to try to make up for the lost time. You see, life is always giving you an opportunity to practice what it is that you need to grow and learn. Three and a half hours into torrential rains, I got home at 7.30 and got to my 5.30 event at 9 o'clock. Now, here's the good news. They hadn't even served dinner when I got there. (laughs) So I made that drive as joyful as possible because it's up to me. It's up to me to determine. It's up to you to determine. And these little mastering skills will help you mastering yourself, mastering joy, and mastering peace no matter what is going on around you. Come on, breathe with me. As we take a look at this last
2: one. Mastering love.
1: How do we master love in today's world? And I'm not talking about you're attractive, I like you, let's have a date, love. I'm talking about the way of the heart, love. Where you see everything with love. Where you see everyone as love where you do all things with
2: love, mastering love. I can just
1: share with you what I've learned about that, particularly as someone that came from a very dysfunctionally loving environment. In in my world, love meant yelling, screaming. Love also meant eating because Black people feed you if they love you. I don't care where you are, who you are. (laughs) Loving.
2: I had to learn what that meant. And
1: I learned it maybe really about 12 years ago when I started reading The Way of Mastery. And there's a statement in here that taught me About love. I want to share that statement with you.
2: It says, The truth is true about you. It has been, in
1: fact, the only thing that has ever been true. And in each moment, the power of the mind allows it to remember the truth if it will choose the truth. And the truth is, you are as God
2: created you today. And there is nothing your holiness cannot do. The way of the heart. Mastering love
1: means knowing from the deep place in your being, knowing That no matter what you've done or haven't done,
2: no matter what you've been through, no matter
1: what you've seen or heard, no matter what you thought, no matter what you felt, the truth is true about you. And you are as God created you to be. God created us all out of love. God created us all to experience love. God created us all to share love, to give love, to receive love. And there's nothing that the holiness of your love cannot do. The holiness of your love. Mastering love not only means mastering your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, or yourself. Mastering your joy and knowing what brings you joy and giving yourself permission to experience what brings you joy without defense, without sharing sometimes. Mastering your peace with your spiritual practice, living intentionally, decreeing and declaring how you're going to meet people, how you're going to meet the world, and mastering love, understanding. That who you are, just as you are, is holy. And no matter what is going on around you, you can choose to stand in that holiness, to breathe it in, to experience it. And if you can, as the way of mastery said, ask for help from higher places. Mastering love means understanding. That you will face Red Sea. And your green light to get through that Red Sea will not be what anybody else does or doesn't do for you. It'll be how you choose to respond to the sea. And doing so, holding yourself with compassion, holding yourself and and not denying your thoughts or not denying your fears, but holding yourself as holy, knowing I can get through this. Because I am as God created me to be. And God created me to be strong and powerful and wise and intentional and successful and loving and safe and protected. That's how we were created to be. So it's up to you to find how it is that you can master the love that you are, not the love that you have, the love that you lost, but the love that you are. It's up to you, it's up to me, it's up to us now with all of the craziness that's going on in the world. It's up to us individually and then collectively to master ourselves, not just react to every little thing that's going on, I gave up my opinions.
2: I just gave them
1: up. I know what works for me and what doesn't. I know what feels good and what isn't. I I know what's loving and what isn't. And I'm not going any further than that. No matter who you are, no matter what it is, if it comes into my world. Yes, thank you. How does this make me feel? Oh, that doesn't feel good. I'm surrendering this. No heat, no judgment, no reaction, just not moving forward with it. Yeah. It's up to you to find those places in your mind that need to be just turned over to the love of your holiness. We all have those places, those dysfunctional, hurt, broken places that we don't know what to do about. Don't deny them. Call on help. Remember, there's help available to you in high places. I think one of the most difficult experiences no, I don't think, I know the most difficult experience I've ever encountered in my life was the loss of my daughter, Jamea when she was 31 years old and was given the experience of a very rare hereditary form of colon cancer. And they said it was hereditary, familial palapopis, but it was not in my side, it was not in her father's side. We didn't know where it came from. But she accepted that she signed up for that experience in her soul. She didn't know why, neither did I, and we were both questioning why she would do that, but she did. And when Jamea made her transition, it changed who I was as a person. As a mom, as a woman, as a teacher, as a minister, it changed who I was. And one day I realized that I had to be very mindful and clear about not allowing it to change my heart because it's easy when your heart gets broken to live from that broken place. And I was determined that I wasn't gonna do that. And I had to practice my yes, thank you often. And, And I had to really give myself permission to have joy on a moment by moment basis. I had lost my baby, my pup. What was I to do? I I had a choice and I knew it was up to me. I could be depressed and grieve forever or I could engage myself in the way that I had changed and the way things were changing and find the peace and find the joy and find the love. And that's what I de- decided and chose to do. It's been 18 years now. And I miss her every day. Every day. There's not a day of my life that I don't think about Jamea. But now, the way of my heart, and so that I can master love, I don't think about losing her. I think about the fun things that we did. I think about the joy that she brought me. I think about the laughter that we shared. And I say, yes, thank you. And I allow those memories to fill me up and fill my heart up so that I can constantly master love. It's up to you. It's up to you. And it's not easy, particularly with all of the changes. But it requires some new level living. New level living. So many of us want things to go back to the way they were. They're never going to go back. And we are facing some stuff that we have never seen before. Let me speak for myself. I'm facing some stuff I have never seen before, which means that I don't have skills and tools to deal with it. But what I do have are the skills, the tools, the information, the desire to master myself so that I can deal with this new level living that's being required. It's up to you to master your thoughts. It's up to you to master your joy. It's up to you to master peace. And it's up to you to master love. So that wherever we're going and however we're getting there, to get to this new level, level, we'll be in a sphere of energy that will serve us all well. It's up to you. And to close, I want to remind you of again the reading from a way of mastery. A call for
2: assistance
1: dissolves all fear. Know that to master yourself, you have assistance. Rest assured, you are not alone. In any moment, You need only to call and I do not come alone. For some of you, we would highly suggest that in those moments when you feel like you need a little help, when fear seems to be coming up, but you know you must go ahead, whatever it be, whatever you think you are fearing, simply say legions of angels and masters and friends, whose number is infinite beyond comprehension. You who are sent directly of God to assist me over this ditch. Come now. Come now. Because it's up to you to make sure that you don't fall in the ditch.
2: Deep. And good luck. Hello, everyone. We are going on 20
0: years now in our journey with BBNR to bring holistic health to the mainstream. It has really all come from a desire to find ways to flatten out the bumps in the road of our lives and be grateful for when days go well. So much innovation and insight is coming out on health and wellness on a daily basis. It's sometimes hard to keep up. We are so grateful for the speakers who join us on this podcast and to all of the guests that come to our Georgetown conference and to those that join us at Gasparilla every year to share their wisdom. At the end of the day, we hope that we have made you curious enough to try some of these tips in your day-to-day life. We hope that you felt their impact on your life as well as the lives of the people that you love.